At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sports Book, per usual, here on a Wednesday evening. We've got some NBA action to look forward to with the Bucks and the Suns tonight. Game four. Going to be a fun one. We went over some of our bets yesterday, but we'll do it again, of course, tonight. Getting you geared up for the big game and Mitch Lawrence, Series XM NBA Radio. He'll be hopping on in about five minutes. We'll get his take on the game and not only his take just on tonight's game, but regardless of what direction he thinks it's going to end up in, what is that going to mean for the rest of this series? So we'll kind of get a further look into this series and, of course, tonight with Mitch. Plus, like he said, I'll get some of my bets for this game. And then later on in the show, we'll talk some college football. That's right, baby. Football season right around the corner. We're getting ready for it. Damon Benning, former Nebraska Husker champion, two-time champion at that. We'll preview the Big Ten, just overall college football landscape, maybe a little bit of Heisman talk as well. So some exciting college football conversation to look forward to. And since we're at the halfway point here, the Major League Baseball season, we'll kind of just do a soft reset and just look at some of these teams, the division odds, 
And Steve Mackinnon had a great article uh, with VEASAN. So if you're not subscribed to the daily email, be sure to check it out, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And basically, he went over some of the teams that were hot, cold, the best trends, some of these top pitchers, and really just these odd situational trends. So we'll dive into that a little bit, give you some of the biggest ones. Excited to get into that, really, because, you know, we get into baseball, but since we've been really flooded with basketball more so, now will be a great time to get even deeper into the diamond. So we'll be uh, looking forward to that in about the middle of the show in a half hour. But, of course, the big thing for tonight is Game 4 of the NBA Finals with the Bucks and the Suns. So let's get you squared away with the current line right now. And as we've mentioned this whole week thus far, it opened 3.5 in favor of Milwaukee. Then it ticked up to 4.5. Yesterday went down to 4. Now we see it as high as 5. Currently, Bet Rivers has Milwaukee as a 5-point favorite. They're also now laying minus 215 on the money line. Now, this total, what we kept mentioning is that it opened about 220.5 and, and didn't move one way or the other. Finally, we've seen some attention to the over. 221 is what it's resting at. Still shaded to the over slightly, minus 113, the under minus 109. But the movement, like we've mentioned, has gone toward Milwaukee, and the over is finally getting just a little bit of love for this game. Now, you know, at four, we didn't envision it was going to go down to three and a half. We kind of talked about that with Jeff Parles yesterday on the program a little bit. And, you know, rightfully so, I kind of figured this would stay between four and four and a half, probably end up at four and a half. And still we'll see what happens. But at this point, you know, I've been leaning toward Milwaukee winning this game these past couple of days. And I still have the same sentiment. I don't want to lay the five in this spot. Probably even wouldn't want to dabble with the four and a half. If it got back down to four, maybe I would consider it. But I'd like to kind of go with the in-game betting for these two teams, really this whole postseason and obviously this series specifically. But looking at this game, in, in terms of what else you can bet, not only before the game but after, what we've been honing in on a little bit is the side bets being just a little bit of futures in the time we have left. And one, for example... This series correct score. This is one we've been harping on a decent amount so far. And just to kind of recap what these prices are, the Suns to win in five games is plus 260. To win in seven games is also plus 260 for Phoenix. Then you get the Suns to win in six at about plus 340. The Bucks to win in seven plus 450. And the Bucks to win in six plus 475. Now, the angles you can look at here, and this is personally how I would look at it. I'm not saying that I'm betting these, but because I'm of the notion that I think Milwaukee probably wins tonight, if you still think the Suns win the series like I do, if you think Milwaukee wins tonight, before the game, bet the Suns to win in seven at plus 260. Because assuming that the Bucks win tonight, there's a higher probability that the series goes to seven games. And in my opinion, again, I think Phoenix is going to be the victor. This series has a feel of the home team's going to win it every single night. Now, we don't know if that's going to be the case, but it has that kind of feel to it. So if you think the Suns win the series and you want some of these, bet it before the game for the Suns to win in 7 plus 260 because I'm sure that price will go down a little bit with the higher probability that it goes to 7 games. Now, if you think the, uh, the Suns can win in 6, instead of betting it right now at plus 340, which is a solid price, if you think Milwaukee wins the game tonight, wait till after the game. Get a better price on Phoenix than if you think the Bucks win tonight. So those are a couple angles you can look at in terms of the longer odds. and may not be a bad option, but again, in terms of tonight, Milwaukee a five-point favorite. Total we're seeing at about 221 over a $2 favorite for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Once again, welcome into the show, Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Crowd is backing up, getting ready for game four of the NBA Finals, and also here to help us handicap this game, Mitch Lawrence at Mitch underscore Lawrence on the tweets, and you can catch him hosting Sirius XM NBA Radio. And Mitch, again, a great game to look forward to in this line is really bounced back and forth. Currently, we're seeing it settled at five in favor of the home team, Milwaukee. Total circulating around 221. What are your initial thoughts on game four? Well, I want to see what happens with Devin Booker tonight. He was a disaster the other night. As you know, he only had 10 points. He was good. The first two games didn't shoot it great, but he put up a lot of points, and he was obviously the missing link for the Suns. They have to have Devin Booker get back to giving them 25, 30 points to win the game. Otherwise, they've got no shot. On the other hand, I look at the Bucks and I say, you know, Right now, they got an unguardable player in Giannis Antetokounmpo. So what, what are the Suns going to do to try to limit him a little bit more? Because the last game, as you saw, it was basically a man among boys, which we hadn't seen from a player of that size since, like, Shaquille O'Neal back when he was, you know, beating up Indiana, Philly, and New Jersey three straight from 2000 to 2002. And Mitch, yeah, you're. I mean, Devin Booker being a big factor and only getting 10 points in that last game is crucial, and we'll see what kind of impact that can have going into this game and what we can expect out of his performance. Now, looking at the side of Milwaukee, obviously Giannis getting to the charity stripe, plentiful amount of times. I mean, 13 to 17 from the line is going to shoot better at home than away. Is there any way that Phoenix can contain Giannis, or is he still just going to get his own way continuously? And like, how are the Suns pretty much just going to limit that offensive side of things and force the ball out of Giannis's hands, if at all? Yeah, it's going to be hard for them to do. I mean, look, they, they're undersized as it is. Going into the playoffs, I thought that the Suns' big Achilles was going to be, if they were going to see somebody who played power inside against them, they really only have DeAndre Ayton. Now they're down Dario Sarge. He's out for the year, got lost in game one. They don't have any size there. Aiton has to stay out of foul trouble. Only played, with 24 minutes at five fouls. So it might be a situation where they're going to try to clamp down on Middleton and Holiday, who finally showed up. They were MIA the first two games. They had some good games in game two after getting game three, rather, Danny, after getting outclassed by Booker and Paul in the first two games. Uh, maybe clamp down on them, knowing that, you know, Giannis will probably still get his. But you know what? Maybe he won't go 13 from 17 from the line. Maybe he'll go 10 of 17 tonight, so we'll see. Now, how do you think the pace of this game is going to show out to be? This total's opened at about 220.5, finally getting some love to the over up to 221. Can we expect more of a slower-paced game, or will Milwaukee and or Phoenix look to push the ball? I mean, typically Chris Paul kind of slows it down, but there's been a couple games here where we've seen a lot of points. So what do you expect in terms of the total? Yeah, well, a lot of, there are other people who think it's going to be slower paced. It'll be much more of a defensive game. A lot depends on the officiating, how things are called. Uh, the thing, if you've got to be, if you're a Phoenix fan, what you have to like is, you know, Chris Paul is coming off, what, two days of rest, and that's going to help him. He's 36. He's been playing great. But obviously, anytime you have extended days off in a finals, it always helps the team with the older player, the key player. So I would think it would help Phoenix. Getting back to your point about pace, it's hard to say. But I would think that Phoenix, you know, they, they struggled to score with 100 points the other night. I figure they got to be better than that uh, tonight. But a lot, like I said, it all goes back to Devin Booker, who was, you know, he got benched in the fourth quarter, didn't even get off the bench. Ten points is not going to do it. 
And Mitch, you know, assuming what may or may not happen tonight, saying if Milwaukee wins and or if Phoenix wins, I mean, how is that going to differ what you think goes for the remainder of the series? Is this going to be type of, that type of series where just the home team is going to win every game and maybe this goes to seven back in Phoenix? Or how do you envision, based on what happens tonight, the remainder of the series will go? Well, I think, you know, I like Milwaukee's chances, chances obviously, tonight, the way Giannis has been playing, um, the fact that they're at home. And then once you get to, a, you know, a 2-2 series, then it'll go, probably, I would think, it'll go seven. Uh, going in, I didn't know how Giannis's knee was going to be. It looks like he doesn't even ha- never had any injury, never hyperextended it. So that's why he's been playing so great. That, that feeds into it. Um, so, yeah, it looks like a long series and probably a seven-gamer. Now, Mitch, I want to talk to you about a specific player aside from Giannis and Devin Booker and kind of going a little bit further down the line, not too much. But Chris Middleton, as we know, this whole postseason has really been volatile. And in game one, we saw him be the leading scorer, about 29 points. Giannis only at 20. Now that's completely flip-flopped. And Giannis is getting all the attention, all the looks, all the points. And Middleton, he's been sufficient, but he hasn't been dominant. And his player prop is something that I looked at yesterday and 24 and a half is a number and I kind of like the under there for assuming that Giannis is going to be scoring what 35 plus potentially do you think that that's the correlation there that if Giannis is going to be getting that or more being about 35 or more that Middleton's production is going to take a slight hit in terms of points I like your description of Middleton being volatile yeah he's very hit or miss he's up or down I mean you know look to me he's not a number two star really he's a third star He's not a premier player. He's not a lead player. I think that going under that point total you talked about is the way to go here. I don't know if he'll ever uh, score 30 points in a game in this series. And I think you raised a good point. Ball's in Giannis's hands a lot. He's got the hot hand. He's gonna. They don't have really people to defend him. And you got to remember too. Drew Holiday had a nice game the other night, so he might be more inclined to become aggressive. So yeah, I wouldn't even depend on Middleton. Middleton will probably be the third scorer at best tonight. Now, a thing that's been also interesting about this series is what's happened in the first half and specifically the third quarter, and that's something we kind of delved into last night. And starting with the first half, I mean, the first half totals at about 108 or so, and the closest it's gotten is 106. Is there anything that's been of note to you in the first half that you've seen in terms of pace that would maybe warrant a bet on either one of these teams or the other or just a general total coming out of the gate? Well, no, I, you know, the, the amazing thing is the second half. The second half, there hasn't been any lead changes. The second team, the second half, the team that has won has led throughout in Phoenix, it was the Suns. That's very unusual. In game three, it was Milwaukee that led throughout. I think what we're all hoping for, this doesn't exactly answer your question, I think what we're hoping for, betters or non-betters, is can we get a game that's going to be close uh, competitive in terms of lead changes in the second half. We haven't had that yet. And that, to me, is, a, you know, is an indicator. Is historically speaking now, this is not a great series, not anything close. Maybe tonight is the game where fourth quarter, six minutes to go, it'll be a one-point game. We'll get a bunch of different lead changes, and then we'll see who can make the big shot at the end in a close game. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. I was talking about that with my producer before the game. I mean, not the most exciting series because the winning margins have been so big. So we're kind of hoping and maybe expecting it to be a little bit closer tonight. We'll see if it comes to fruition. And another angle that we always like to look at here, Mitch, is certainly the live betting aspect of it. And with Milwaukee being the home team, if you see Phoenix get out of the gates kind of with that early lead, because I'm kind of of the notion, too, that I think Milwaukee gets the job done, probably knots it up to a piece. I'm not going to lay the five, per se, but that's the side I'm gravitating toward. If Phoenix gets out to kind of a more of a hot start up to an early lead, do you think that Milwaukee eventually will climb back and still get the outright win? Would you have enough confidence in kind of getting a better price and a later bet with Milwaukee if that's the case? 
You know, before game three, I would have said no because Phoenix had been 13-2 and two in their last 15 and Milwaukee had been really shaky. But after watching Milwaukee in game three and the way they played, I'm more tended to side with the fact that Milwaukee would come back. Now, the one thing about the Bucks is that just like the Phoenix Suns here, nobody, there's not a super team on, on the NBA Finals. There's not a defending champ. There's nobody who's won the title in terms of any of these teams. So they're still trying to figure out, and that's why, People get on these teams because, wow, Milwaukee's so in and out. What's their problem? You've got to cut them some slack. They're trying to figure it out. Neither of these teams have the knowledge of what it takes to win. They're trying to acquire that now. So based on what I saw in game three, I think Milwaukee can come back. As long as it's not too big of a deficit, I think they can come back and still win the game at home. Yeah, that may be the best route to take if you're a little bit more bearish on laying the five or the money line with Milwaukee. And Mitch, once again, kind of just looking a little bit into the future before we let you go, if Milwaukee does get the job done, what do you think we'll maybe see this point spread at with Game 5 going back to Phoenix? Well, I think it, you know Phoenix will have the big advantage at home. I would think right off the bat they'd probably be installed as, what, four or five-point favorites. Uh, you have to factor in that Milwaukee will come in on a two-game winning streak, but then you look at it and you go, are the Suns really going to bottom out here and lose four out of five games, which I haven't done since January? The answer is no. So I still think it would be a four or five-point spread uh, where, the, where the line would open up, and then we'd see after that what would happen. Mitch, appreciate the time as always. I know you got a busy night, so thank you for taking some of it with us. Enjoy the game, and we'll look forward to catching up again soon. Anytime, Danny. Thank you. Sirius XM NBA Radio host Mitch Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Mitch underscore Lawrence, giving us great insight per usual, revolving around Game 4 of the NBA Finals tonight with the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, this line up to 5 in favor of the Bucks, minus 215 on the money line for Milwaukee. Plus 175 on the buyback for Phoenix. This total at 221. Now, also, we talked about Steve Mackin having a great baseball article in the Daily Email. Also, Josh Applebaum with his market report on the Daily Email. He noted that Milwaukee has the value as a short playoff favorite of minus five or less. They're 35 and 20 ATS, which is 64% this postseason. And Milwaukee obviously fits the bill right now as a five-point favorite. And before, when they were about three and a half, four, four and a half. And favorites with the line move in their direction, they've hit 56% going 29-23. and 23. Now, I know a lot of people maybe don't like to follow these kind of numbers, but I still think it's interesting to kind of throw out there and use as a secondary kind of thought process when it comes to your handicapping. The favorites in this final have covered every single game. I mean, 3-0 ATS thus far, and the Bucks 6-3 ATS at home this postseason. Just a few trends to throw out your way. But again, I'm on the side that I think Milwaukee does get the job done here don't necessarily want to rush to lay the five. And again, even if it goes down to four and a half, because, you know, realistically, I would guess, if anything, that's maybe where it would settle, four and a half or five. I don't think we see it get down to four. If it did get down to four, that's when I would start maybe considering looking in that direction and placing a wager. But I do think the best option still is to look for the end game because obviously you get more of a feel for it. You see the rhythm. You see what players are alive and who aren't. Because the biggest thing is we just discussed with the in-game, you can base it off how is Devin Booker doing. Is he going to have more of a Game 3 type of performance or a Game 1 and Game 2 type of performance? That's the only way Phoenix is going to be in this game is if it, Devin Booker can get 20-plus, right? Chris Paul, in that case, you need him to get about 18-19 plus, but it all revolves around how much production you're going to get with Devin Booker. So if it looks like Devin Booker is having a great night and his teammates are still continuously doing the same thing, DeAndre Ayton is producing with the rebounds, with the points, and doing enough to contain Giannis. Chris Paul isn't turning the ball over as much, which has been kind of an anomaly and a weird issue to see him do in this finals. 
then the Suns could be a good opportunity to look for the in-game aspect. But we don't know that until we watch it. Now, conversely, if the Suns do get out to a hot start, and maybe it's someone else producing besides Devin Booker, but they get out to that lead, then, as we just talked about with Mitch, that would be the opportunity maybe to jump in on Milwaukee. And instead of laying the five right now, maybe you'll get a better line, whether it's, you know, minus two or they're a dog, or you just get a plus money on the money line as well because that home court advantage has been crucial so far this series. And a lot of times when we've handicapped, we've kind of taken that out of context, right? or rather out of the mix, not as much value on the home court, whatever sport it may be. But it seems to be the case, and I know we've only had one home game for Milwaukee, but you saw how big of a win they had and when Booker was struggling and everything else, how much momentum has gone in favor of Milwaukee. And same thing with Phoenix. So an important thing is, too, if Giannis is going to keep finding his way to the free throw line, he's going to feel more comfortable shooting it at home than on the road. And it's not that he's been abysmal from the free throw line by any means, but he only missed four the last game. And there's going to be no stopping him once he comes into the lane. And another key thing can DeAndre Ayton limit his foul trouble? That is going to be a key factor, especially with Sarge out with the torn ACL. Kaminsky gets some minutes. Not that he's going to necessarily do anything to stop Giannis, but you need DeAndre Ayton to be careful. But then that potentially opens up the door simultaneously for Giannis because he could be playing more timid. And that brought us to our conversation yesterday when we looked at his points prop at about 34.5 for Giannis, getting, what, 42 and 41 respectively the games prior. There's no way really you think he's going to get stopped because he's either going to get fouled or he's still going to find his way to get to the rack and throw it in because if DeAndre Aiden has to be more careful, which he does, that's probably what's going to be the case. And that's also why, which we'll talk about next segment with some of my bets, why I'm kind of gravitating toward Chris Middleton to stay under 24.5 because there's that correlation there where if Giannis is going off, Chris Middleton has kind of been a little bit lackluster, not necessarily overall with his production, but just in terms of scoring points and revolving around this specific point prop. So, again, we'll get into that a little bit uh, more so next segment. But just want to throw it out before, because we haven't updated the other ones yet, just a little bit longer-term series bets you can make an update with the finals MVP. We started at 25-1 to with Chris Paul, made a couple bets when he was at 5-1 to and even lesser, but now he is the prohibitive favorite minus 240 for cp3 then Giannis is plus 205 devin booker 14 to 1 deandre ayton at 16 to 1 again we kind of looked at angles where you could bet one guy for mvp get better value than the team because you assumed you know that player was going to win it but Giannis is plus 205 the bucks are plus 205 to win the championship suns minus 265 to win the championship so chris paul actually a little bit less minus 240 if you're looking at the spread series outcome, one we really haven't touched on, the Bucks catching two and a half games are laying minus 385. The Bucks catching one and a half games, minus 148. Bucks laying one and a half games, plus 475. Then you go over to the side of Phoenix. If you think the Suns can lay two and a half games, win by three, plus 270. Suns minus one and a half is plus 112, but Suns catching a game and a half, the huge favorite naturally, minus 835. And then... You can, of course, go with the total games played in the series, over 4.5 minus 4.20, under 5.5 plus 2.90, over 6.5 plus 125, which could be a decent look, under 6.5 minus 162. But honestly, like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, the way I would look at it, if anything, if you think the Bucks win this game, which I'm trending in that direction to thinking they do, you would probably either bet the Suns to win at 7 before the game, because if the Bucks win, the higher probability of going to 7 is going to be the case. The odds will probably go from plus 260 to lower. 
or you just wait till after and get a better price on the Suns to win in six then at that case because it's tied up at two apiece. They got to win the next two, which a lot of people may not think uh, will happen. So a bunch of different things you could go for those games. Not going to be betting those, but I think those are a couple good angles that you could seek if you're looking for some bigger value down the road. But we do have plenty of bets to discuss. If you missed the show yesterday, we got about four of them. A couple player props and a couple third quarter plays. We'll discuss those next. Stick around right here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.
you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every single day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the games you want to bet on. You just tap tips and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. You can try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis, and a variety of other sports. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia and Iowa. Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. All righty, it is time for Danny's Dimes here on Rush Hour. Live out of the Bet River Sportsbook, I am Danny Burke here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Game for the NBA Finals to look forward to, and we teased it yesterday with some of these plays, so we won't go as in-depth with them per se, but let's just kind of do overall the plays that we are riding tonight, and we'll start with some of these player props that we have with Chris Paul, CP3, 21.5 is where his points prop is listed at. Now he's averaging just under 25 points per game this series, He's gone over 21 and a half in two out of three games this series. Game one dropped 32, game two 23, and then game three he had 19 points, but he only took 14 shots in game three. He took 20 and 19 the games prior, and also he only hit one from beyond the arc in the last game where the two games before he hit three and four respectively. And also consider he only played 34 minutes the two games before 41 and 37 minutes. It was a blowout, they didn't need him late. So assuming if it's going to be a closer game, which I do think it should be and probably will be a closer game, he'll rack up more minutes, get more shot opportunities, and be more aggressive and have a good chance to get over this player prop. So I like CP3 over 21.5 points. And then speaking of points, let's go to the other side with Chris Middleton. We discussed this a little bit with Mitch Lawrence to start things off. 24.5 is where Chris Middleton's points prop is. And the big reason I'm kind of looking under here is because, first of all, he's only averaging 19 points per game this series, 23 this whole postseason. He's been held under this mark in 12 out of 20 games this entire postseason and two out of three games this series. Now, game one, he was a leading scorer with 29 points, and Giannis only had 20. Now, that's completely flipped the previous two games because game two, he only dropped 11. Giannis had 42. Game three, Middleton had 18. In Game 3, Giannis had 41. So, if we can assume that Giannis is still going to dominate, still be the leading scorer, getting 35-plus or so, that, in my opinion, is a direct correlation with Chris Middleton. And we talked about this with Chris Miles on Monday, that that's going to have to be Milwaukee's strategy. I mean, Chris Middleton could chuck up, you know, 20-plus shots, and that's only going to get you so far. But if the offense is revolving around a guy that can't be stopped and Giannis Antetokounmpo, then that's going to probably be viable for this Milwaukee team. So with that correlation in mind, I like Middleton to stay under 24.5 points tonight. It's probably going to be a sweat. There's no denying that. But I like Middleton to stay under 24.5 points. All right, so those are the couple of player props that I have for tonight. And then we had more of a unique angle with a specific quarter bat. And we also kind of teased this with Mitch, talking about the second half. And it's not something that I was planning to look at, but just kind of caught it out of the side of my eye when I was looking at some other bets, mainly the halftime ones. But how about the total points in the third quarter? 56 is the number listed, and the over is minus 122, and that's what I played. Because game one, there were 62 total points uh, in the third quarter. Game two, there was 65. Game three, there was 69. 
So they've all gone over this mark of 56 and then some. And you're still getting 56 as this number. These teams are averaging 65.3 third quarter points between the two teams. Look for it to go over 56 once again. After halftime, these teams have been coming out of blazing. Whether it's just that they're knocking down more, the defense is slack. No matter the case, they've gone over this comfortably in all three of the first games. So hopefully we can make it four and played over 56 points for the total points between the Suns and the Bucks in the third quarter. Now, this one you had to do a little bit of searching around town for, but also speaking of the third quarter, I played the Phoenix Suns individual team total over 27.5 points for the third quarter. Minus 121 is what it was to the over. They're averaging 32.7 third quarter points this series. And starting from the Nuggets series, they've gone over this mark in the third quarter in 9 out of 13 games. The Bucks have allowed opponents over this in 11 out of 16 games since their series against the Nets. So four plays we got tonight, as always, folks. Best of luck if you tail. Suns total third quarter points over 27.5. Total points in the third quarter between the two teams over 56. Chris Middleton hoping he stays under 24.5. And then our man hopefully wins MVP and hopefully he goes over 21.5 tonight for CP3. All right, coming up next, how about a little bit of college football talk, specifically with the Big Ten Conference? Where do those odds stay? We'll let you know next. football season is right around the corner and that means the decent college football betting guide is coming soon our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal key games on the schedule and early season trends to watch so you have a betting edge this football season the guide is only $19.99 and discounts are available when you buy early so now is the perfect time to reserve your copy or sign up for the decent all access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Once again, vsin.com slash subscribe. And we cannot wait for the college football season to begin right here on Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, broadcasting live out of the Bet River Sportsbook. We're in Big Ten country, baby, and that means we're going to preview the Big Ten Conference, take a look at where some of these odds have stacked up over the summer months as we're getting closer to the season Love getting into some college football. So let's get in to just the overall winner of the Big Ten Conference. Big surprise here. The Ohio State Buckeyes are the prohibitive favorite. Minus $2 for the Buckeyes to win the Big Ten Conference. C.J. Strude looking to be the starting quarterback, who's also 10-1 to to win the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman right now. And when you look at Ohio State, it's really just going to be the same story, right? I mean, they have a couple of guys to, I mean, more than a couple to replace, but it's really not an issue. They still have stars in the back ready to go and line up when need be. They should be just as good all around despite losing those players to the draft. Offense, you still have a lot of talented guys. In defense, they'll be fine enough to get the job done. So rightfully so, Ohio State, the big favorite to win the conference, minus $2. But then let's see what other teams can maybe, you know, give them a little bit of nerves. Penn State, 8-1. Can Sean Clifford 
take a step up from what we saw last season. Turnover machine, and not only that, the offense was just really brutal all around. You got a couple different coordinators in there for Penn State. Now, defensively, they should still be pretty solid. And honestly, this Penn State team, that's what we've been accustomed to in years past. And Micah Parsons, you know, didn't play in the limited season, but they were still a solid defense. Again, the receiving cores should be solid, but can Sean Clifford do enough to help out on that side offensively? That's my concern with Penn State right now. And at 8-1 to one in the tough side, I'm not rushing to bet that by any means. But Penn State, the next in line at 8-1 to one odds. Then let's talk about out of the West, Wisconsin at 9-1. to one. Now, Wisconsin is such a funny team, I guess you would put it, because we saw the smackdown they had against U of I, and everybody's drooling over Wisconsin and Graham Mertz, and, you know, what is this guy going to be? Well, then their offense completely disappeared and was just absolutely nowhere. Now, Wisconsin is a team that, to me, has the highest potential possibly, right, because of what you saw and because of what we think they still have capable. So if Graham Mertz can be primed for a breakout year, he needs a surrounding talent in terms of his backfield and receivers to step up. This team could be the second best or the best in the Big Ten, in my opinion. Because defensively, they'll still be solid. They typically are, and they're just going to plug and play these guys who they may have lost in that side. But again, you need those receivers, you need those running backs, and you just need the overall offense to keep up the dominance and just really get into a constant rhythm, which you know we didn't see at all after those first two games. So if Wisconsin can solve that problem offensively in a weaker division being the West, this team is primed to not only be a top team in the overall conference, but could be the winners in the West. So we'll get into those odds in just a second. Iowa at 14-1 is always a tough team, a team that play or plug and plays in terms of the trenches. Uh, can Petrus step up and be more consistent? The offense has always been a problem with Iowa, probably not a team that's going to win it. I mean, they just don't have enough talent offensively and defensively. They're solid but not great enough. Michigan 18-1, talk about a team with a big question mark around it. Cade McNamara, the likely starting quarterback, and Harbaugh bringing in new coordinators. I think this is just the overall the biggest team that you have no certainty on. So Michigan at 18-1, while the Valley could look juicy, not going to be known what we could expect out of them. Minnesota at 20-1, if anything, could be the dark horse here. Now, their offense was brutal last year, only averaging 5.7 yards per play. Tanner Morgan feels like he's in his 10th year there, but he's still back in the mix. And Ibrahim, the running back, LaSalle offensive line looking to improve on that side of the ball. They got to replace Rashad Bateman, though, wide receiver-wise. And the defense was terrible. I mean, there's no denying that. So if their defense is going to be just as bad or not take a step forward, can the offense suffice enough to keep up if it's going to be kind of a gun-and-shoot type of play on a consistent basis for Minnesota? But they were a really disappointing team last year because, as we know, in the year prior, they were a surprising dominant team, and last year was very disappointing. So if Minnesota can kind of get back into that mix of what we saw two years ago, I think they could be more of a dark horse squad. At 20-1, to not saying they're going to win the Big Ten, but could be an interesting look more on a game-to-game -game basis. Also at 20-1, to Indiana with Michael Penix back in the mix. He's had three seasons where his injury or where his season has ended by an injury, so can he stay healthy, especially post-ACL tear? Indiana, another team I don't know if they're going to be able to put it again, uh, together once again. Nebraska at 22-1, to my alma mater. They, we know, and I know personally they're always disappointing, but just getting their new AD today. Uh, can Adrian Martinez keep up his consistency and that's where that I'm going to be to death with but honestly that's what it is for Nebraska now offensively they brought in some transfers but they lost some pieces with the running backs with the receivers and that's going to hurt the surprising part about Nebraska last year is that their defense stepped up and got more into the nature of when everybody's calling them black shirts and what happened in the 90s and they kept calling them that they never lived up to it 
Last year, they were slowly trending in that direction. Now, Honus, the starting linebacker, had an injury when he's out for an indefinite amount of time, so that's going to be concerning defensively. Offensively, I still trust Adrian Martinez. I just don't know if the offensive line and the surrounding parts can do enough, but that's where we see Nebraska. Northwestern, probably going to decline a little bit. They're at 33-1. to Rutgers, Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, all at 50-1. to And then how about the fighting Illini at 100-1? to Now, obviously, these odds aren't from Illinois. You can't bet on in-state teams in the state of Illinois, but out-of-state, those are where their odds are stacking up for those respective teams. Now, getting into the specific divisions, let's start with the Big Ten East. Ohio State minus 278, Penn State plus 450, Michigan 8 to 1, Indiana 8 to 1, Maryland and Rutgers 20 to 1, and Michigan State is 25 to 1. Personally, if you're going to bet Ohio State, I would rather lay the 78 cents more for them to win the Big Ten East if you're already willing to lay minus $2 to win the conference. It's one last game you have to be concerned about, one less opponent that they're not as familiar with, per se, maybe. But again, now, the Big Ten East minus 278, not that big of a differentiator in terms of what it is to win the whole conference. So that's the only way I would bet it. Not that I'm going to lay that price, but if you considered it, would recommend that instead. Big Ten West, obviously a little bit more open. Wisconsin plus 115 is the short shot. Iowa plus 225. Minnesota plus 650. Nebraska plus 750. Northwestern 8 to 1. Purdue 20 to 1. And then the Fighting Illini at 25 to 1. Look, Iowa, I don't think, has what it takes to win it. Nebraska has a tough schedule this season. I would only play Minnesota plus 650 or Wisconsin plus 115. And because of the value, I think Minnesota could be your play at plus 650. Again, it's kind of just a soft preview right now. We'll get deeper and deeper into it as we get nearer to the start of the college football season. But exciting to get geared up for it as it's just right around the corner. All right, speaking of around the corner, the start of the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Let's do a reset, get you updated on those teams, trends, and more next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? 
Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. the most out of all odds with Bet Rivers. You get daily hometown discounts on boosts on all of your favorite teams, only at your hometown sportsbook, and to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams in major sports, instant payouts, and only one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only, must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Daily hometown discounts. Once again, check them all out. BetRivers.com. All righty, welcome back to it here on Rush Hours. We're wrapping up another edition, getting you ready for game four of the NBA Finals, some college football action, and the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Now we'll recap some of my plays for tonight in about 10 minutes or so. But first, you know, again, since we're getting to the second half, the NBA is dwindling down. We're going to be solely focusing on football and Major League Baseball. And it's a good opportunity to kind of assess how these teams have been doing, how they've been performing, who's been slacking, who's been prospering, and how that may affect your handicapping. So Steve Mackinac, again, we'll get more into the thick of it as we go on, but he had a great article written up, vsan.com slash subscribe to get a hold of it, at Steve Mackinac on Twitter as well. But he kind of labeled out some of these unusual trends and just teams that have been hot or cold. Now, let's kind of just go with these divisions one by one and see where these odds stack and if anything's worth a play. And let's start with the division we're familiar with naturally, the NL Central, where the Brewers are the big favorite here, minus 670. Okay, and then you get the Reds at 5-1, to one, the Cardinals at 16-1, to one, along with the Cubs, and then you get the Lowly Pirates at 500-1. to one. Now, in my opinion, I don't think that the Brewers deserve to be a minus 670 favorite. I think that's a little too ridiculous. I understand that the Cubs and the Cardinals are both eight games back. The Reds did get hot, though, and are only four games back. And the question with this division really has been, which team is going to be the value play on? The Cubs got hot. Are they worth the play? But we're all just like, yeah, I don't know. We understand this Cubs team, and we're not fully giving in to them and having our hearts broken, and that seems to have been the case and probably will be. Now, with the Cardinals, we're always like, and I'm saying we're as NL Central fans here, people keep an eye on it. We always know that the Cardinals get into it at the end of the year. Regardless of how good or bad they've been, they find their way in a head-to-head matchup toward the end of the season. This year might be a little bit of an aberration considering how much they've struggled, but that's been the case. And with the Reds, to me, it seemed like there was so much value on their team because of how much talent they had that it was only a matter of time before they started doing well. 
and we've slowly seen that happen. They're on a 9-2 surge, and that's been helped with great pitching, which we haven't seen prior. They finally have a plus run differential at plus 8. Now, the question is, though, can they keep that up? They have an opening series against Milwaukee right out of the break. That's going to be a big determining factor of what team we're going to get and where the odds are going to shift. So, again, if you're going to bet anything, obviously the only bet, in my opinion, would be the Reds at 5-1. to one. I believe Mike Palm, a co-host of the Nuts, actually had a play on the Reds at 5-1. to one. Not enough confidence for me to actually want to play it. I want to late wait a little bit. I, you know, personally, if they start doing good and you get more confidence, I'd be willing to wait and pay a little bit or, you know, get a little bit less of a price just to have more confidence in this team. The only spot for me here would be the Reds because, again, as great as Milwaukee's pitching been, I don't know if their hitting will keep up. They kind of took advantage of inferior teams, so we'll see what happens when they get into a tougher stretch of their schedule. Now, speaking of the Central, uh, really quick, the AL will touch on. Nothing much to say. The White Sox, the big favorite. They're going to win the division as they're getting healthier and better. They're minus 2,000. Cleveland is 7-1. And then the Tigers, Royals, and Twins are at 100-1. to It's the White Sox division to lose. Nothing worth betting there unless you just want to get rid of some money and go with the Sox. But they're going to win the division. Then moving on to a little bit more intriguing division, NL East, the Mets minus 286. Then you get the Braves at plus 650. Tough with Ronald Acuna going to be out for the remainder of the season. The Phillies 7-1, Nationals plus 750, and then the Marlins at the bottom at 40-1. to Now, it's devastating news with Acuna, no doubt about that, but Atlanta's the only other team besides the Marlins and obviously the Mets with a plus run differential, and they have the highest one in the division at plus 19. The Mets are just plus 9. Now, how will the Braves respond? That's the big question. Maybe it's one of those things where we talk about Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds do it all the time with the fallen hero theory, right, where, you know, the team responds because their star player has gone out, and obviously you have a second half of a whole baseball season to do it. But it could be maybe a resurgence of this team that had a lackluster first half. Now, that all comes around, too, to what can we expect out of the Mets, who are only four games up. It makes it look a lot worse based on the odds, but... It's such a long season, and I don't really trust the Phillies. The Nationals have been pretty brutal. I'm still rooting for them to make the playoffs because that's a bet I had preseason. But the Braves at plus 650, I think, will make it close. I do think the Mets get the job done, not rushing to lay the minus 286, though. Uh, AL East is where things get more intriguing, and if I was going to make a bet on a division, this would probably be the one. Red Sox are minus 129. Rays are plus 130. Then you get the Blue Jays 11-1. to Struggling Yankees at 12 to 1, and the Orioles at the bottom at 300 to 1. I think the top team to bet to win a division right now, it's not the juiciest to belly. I think you look at the Rays plus 30 as your best play here. I mean, based off those prices, the fact you're still getting a little bit of plus money, they're only a game and a half back with a plus 85 run differential compared to Boston's at plus 57. Tampa Bay went on a 6 1 streak heading into the break. They were allowing just 2.3 runs per game. They've got the best pitching. Their offense can keep it up. I think they will be the best team in this division. We keep saying we're waiting for the Red Sox to decline, and that hasn't necessarily been the case. Could be in the second half, and I trust the Rays to get the job done more than Boston. And for the fact that you're getting plus money and you'd have to lay with the Red Sox, I think Tampa Bay's your best shot here at plus 130. Looking at the NL West, the Dodgers, although not in first place, minus 305 to win the division. The Padres and Giants, both plus 350. D-backs and Rockies, both 500 to 1. Obviously, another intriguing division where you can get all three of the top three uh, of those top teams in the postseason. San Fran, plus 350, may just be the best bet based on Bailey because they have the two-game lead. The Padres are the same, but they're six games back. 
The only opportunity I would attack the Dodgers is if they got to about minus 175 or below. But at what point would that be, and how many games would they you know, be back as of that point, and how late in the season? So I don't think it's going to probably be worth to lay with the Dodgers at any point. The Giants have been a crazy story. They've been a fun story. And if you want some value, that's probably your best bet, if anything. I'm not saying go out and bet it, but it's better than laying the minus 305 with the Dodgers, who are two games back. And then finally, the AOS, which would have been a great opportunity to jump on earlier when the A's and Astros were neck and neck. Now you get Houston minus 625, Oakland 4-1, to the Mariners 27-1, to the Angels 40-1, to and the Rangers are at 350-1. to Yes, Oakland's only three and a half games out, but to me, Houston is the better, more superior team, and I think that's going to prove to be the case at the end of this year. So nothing I would touch here unless the A's get close and you get another better price on Houston. That's the only way I would attack it and hope it goes down because I do think the Astros get the job done in the AL West. Now before, again, we talk NBA before we head out here, uh, a couple of unusual situational records to look out for per Steve Mackinan's article. Again, vsin.com slash subscribe to get a hold of it. Great information. This is just a small tidbit of some of that. Now in the NL Central, some things to keep an eye out for. The Cubs playing a lot better at the friendly confines than they are on the road. They're 28-17 and 17 at home, as opposed to 16-29 and 29 on the road. Minus 10.35 units if you're betting the Cubs on the road compared to plus 9.53 at home. Also in the NL Central, Milwaukee, oddly enough, during day games, 28-12 and 12, plus 13.75 units. 4.9 runs per game scored in day games. Kind of an odd one, but interesting to note out. And Cincinnati doing its best work against divisional opponents this season versus the NL Central. They're 25-13 and 13 for plus 13.17 units. All other games, they're minus 19.29 units. Sheesh. Cincinnati not looking good on the road, so probably avoid that. We'll see if they can change things in the second half, but Cincinnati not a good road team. AL East, Boston has been great against right-handed pitching. 37-22, and 22, plus 17 units, and then just plus 1.3 versus lefties. Obviously not bad, but just that much more dominant against righties. The Yankees, they are doing decent at night, but during the day, they're minus 22 units are the Bronx Bombers, or lack thereof. Uh, Tampa Bay, also a team that conversely, they love day games. Uh, they're plus 16 units during the day at night, minus 3.88. And then a more inferior team, but still for Ben day-to-day basis, we got to, you know, add them into the mix. The Rangers uh, versus left-handed pitching, they're doing great. 17-13 and 13 plus 10.87 units versus righties. They're minus 19 units, 18-42. and 42. The Rangers against righties, a lot better against lefties. And then finally, in the NL West, Colorado, don't bet them on the road, basically, is what Steve is saying, because on the road, they're 9-34, and 34, minus 21.92 units at home, the high-scoring Coors Field. They're 31-17 and 17 for about plus 20 units. And then San Fran, a team that thrives against righties, 41-23, and 23, plus 18.69 units versus lefties. They're still plus, but just plus 5.79. San Fran has been crushing righties. Again, I'm just putting out a small portion of it. There's so much more knowledge and insight when it comes to it. So check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe with Steve Mackinnon. Does great work with all of these trends and situational spots pretty much for every sport all the way to NASCAR. But for the second half of the baseball season to look forward to, check that out, vsin.com slash subscribe. All right, we're winding down here on a Wednesday evening. Looking forward to game four of the NBA Finals, folks. We touched on it yesterday and earlier on the show today. But in case you missed it, Let's go ahead and recap some of the plays we did have for this evening. Chris Paul over 21.5 points tonight. 
minus 113. Now he's gone over this in two out of the three games. Had less minutes in the last game because of the blowouts. Less shot attempts, just 14 compared to about 20 and 21. The two prior games expect this game to be a little bit closer and for him to get more opportunities, thus putting him over 21 and a half points. And then also another proper rolling with Chris Middleton. We're hoping he stays under 24 and a half points when Giannis has been dominant, which has been the past two games, scoring 40 plus. Middleton has stayed under this pretty decently. The only time he went over was game one where he dropped 29, and that's because Giannis only had 20. So if we're thinking Giannis has a great game, we're thinking Middleton stays under 24 and a half points. And then kind of a little bit more out of selections, but we're doing the Suns and Bucks total third quarter points over 56. They've gone over that comfortably in all three games. We laid minus 122. And then the Suns specifically, their total points in the third quarter over 27 and a half minus 121. Alrighty, best of luck if you tail per usual. Thanks as always for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Big thanks to Mitch Lawrence for hopping on to preview the big game. Enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen, and get some winners. We'll catch up again tomorrow here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.